find success with niching and learn how to become a true expert by going deep in just one destination. I'm Brianna, the owner of Milk and Honey Travels, and this is a podcast for us, by us, where we have deep conversations with honest answers and nothing is off limits. Thank you for being here and let's dive in. So today I am so excited to chat with Lori Gold, who runs the Resorts of the Riviera Maya Facebook page and the Metsperts membership. So Lori was a travel advisor for 16 years and devoted her career to curating highly personalized trips for her clients. She was known as the go-to person for knowing how to sift through the ridiculous amounts of options in the Riviera Maya specifically and know how to match the right resort with the right client. She is now an official expat that has lived in the beautiful Riviera Maya for eight years. Lucky you. And if you follow Lori, which I do, you know how much she loves Mexico and specifically the Riviera Maya, and what a passion she has for her sh- for sharing it with her colleagues. And so her goal is to provide advisors with insider information, exclusive content, and premium resources to learn everything there is to know about the Riviera Maya so that they can sell it with ease. Now, that was her bio. She's fantastic. But I remember it, Lori, when I knew for the first time, it was actually in the Riviera Maya, I think at ILTM. And this was at the beginning mm-hmm. of my career, right? So I didn't know anybody, but thankfully I knew Heather Christopher and Heather knows everybody. So Heather introduced me to you. And so I knew two people at the conference and I was like, okay, thank you. I'm not like the lone duck sitting in the corner by myself. <laughs> um, what I remember, because I was new in my career at that point, so I could go to a conference and be like not really busy. I remember you, like, I don't think you stopped working the whole time we were at the conference. Like you just were nonstop either on your computer, booking resorts for your clients or on the phone, like handling escalation issue, all the things. So I just like you were the busiest like person there. That's what I remember. So kind of just tell me about like, yes, you were a successful travel advisor. I saw it with my own eyes. What has your career been like in the industry? Because you said 16 years in the industry and you look 26 and I'm not sure how these two things like add up. Okay, first of all, I don't know if that's sad or funny or what, that that is what you remember about me. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. I And I actually stopped going to conferences because that was always the case. Like I couldn't get away from my computer for long enough to sit down, you know, go to the meetings and go to all the talks and really take in all the information. And, you know, I don't know that I was the busiest person there. I'm sure there's people that were busier and are people that are busier. Maybe I'm just not good at managing my workload. But I was the type of agent that worked, you know, whenever people needed me and and I didn't really have Mm. boundaries. And I think these days people are a lot better. Agents are a lot better with boundaries. They should be, you know, however, I believe it also led to part of my success is is working whenever people needed me, you know, and and got that. They can um, always count on you. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Well, I... Definitely could say with like out of shadow of a doubt, that's what you definitely provided to your clients. Because I was like, that girl answers her phone every time it rings. Whereas me, I'm like, oh my God, my phone's ringing. <laughs> what do they want? Yeah, no, now, now I don't. <laughs> now, <laughs> now I should, that now was my short lip. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I know. So but I, I started, that's really interesting. Go ahead. I started, like you said, about 16 years ago. And I started the way that I think every travel agent should start. And unfortunately, you know, our industry doesn't have many barriers to entry, which Mm -hmm. is horrible for all of us. But anyway, I started out in an office being an assistant to different travel agents. There is no better Mm -hmm. way to learn than being in an office and hearing people's conversations and hearing their issues and how they get through them and how they talk to clients and all that stuff. 
there's no substitution for that. I wish that everyone could do that. I know it's not possible now because there's so many people that work from home and, and that aren't like in an office space like there used to be. But that's how I started. And I was an assistant for a while, maybe three, two, two, three years, something like that. And then nice. my agency received an invitation to the Charisma GIBC Awards. At that point, I don't believe I was booking much of anything, but they asked if I wanted to go. And I said, sure. And I grew up, sorry to jump around, but I grew up not traveling anywhere besides Miami. We had a condo in Miami on the beach and that was our vacation. That's where we went. All the you know, time. Like, all yeah. The, yeah. Like maybe we went somewhere else like once in a while, but never to the Caribbean, never to an all-inclusive or anything like that. So it was my first trip to Mexico and my first time at an all-inclusive. And that trip changed my life and my career. Mm, that was your so. love affair. That was where yes. it started. That was where it all began. Okay. That's so funny because I was going to ask kind of like, where did this love of Mexico come from? And like, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Because it's like, did you already kind of like just have it as this, I know what I want to specialize in. I know what I love. And I go, I'm building my business from there. Or was there like this impetus of like, wow, this is it for me. So that's kind of like your origin story. That's super cool. So, so I have is, just to add on to that, just to yeah. add on to that, um, I actually wanted to sell cruises. That was what I thought I was going to do in the industry and yeah. probably sold like 10 cruises my entire career mm-hmm. as a travel yeah. advisor. I thought I would, but that's just not what people wanted to book. And I was not advertising at all. So it was kind of like I was whatever people came to me wanting to book. That's what I booked. It wasn't like I was trying to get cruising clients specifically. I just thought to myself, that's really what I want to specialize in. And it didn't happen. But that trip to Mexico really changed everything. And I we did site inspections at all of the Charisma hotels on that trip. And I came home and started selling them. and. in the end, you know, within a few years, I was one of the top sellers for that brand. You know, I went from having never been to being one of the top sellers. So it really was being there, experiencing it, feeling it, seeing it, and then being able to go home and talk about it with with clients knowledgeably and confidently yeah. that really made yeah. the difference. Yeah, it super does. And so was it at the beginning of your career, kind of like selling all the things that people came to you for? And then was there a certain point in the career where you were just like, I just find myself more and more and more, you know, either because people are saying and telling other people or from your perspective being like, no, this is what I'm great at. This is what I know. Like, how did it start to kind of just really take on this Mexico, like focus in your career? Was there like a point so until almost the end, I was selling everything to everyone, uh, which looking back, I kind of cringe because I don't love that. I feel like a lot of people do do that and it's totally fine. But at some point, it might not be fair to the client if you're yeah. trying to sell something you don't know as well. I mean, I know we have you know DMCs and suppliers and tour operators that can help with that. But I do think there's huge value in specializing for everyone involved, for yourself and for the client. And yeah. I don't think there was any sort of point where where I was selling more Mexico or more Caribbean. I think that once I went for the first time, that changed everything. And I kept going back because, you mm-hmm. know, there was fam trips where I would get invited to more of their award ceremonies because I kept selling, selling, selling. And so I would come back 
each time more confident, more confident, you know, my clients could hear that. They could hear my passion when talking to me and they could hear my excitement and the knowledge. And so they would refer me to their friends for that type of travel because of that. So it wasn't like I was advertising it more. Like I said, I never advertised. I wasn't advertising anything. And I didn't decide either only sell Mexico and the Caribbean actually until the last like year and a half of my career. So the first like 14, you know, whatever years <laughs> I was selling everything, but definitely say specializing in Mexico and the Caribbean, because that's what people knew me for. They came to me for that because they could hear the passion. They were referred from their friends who were cooking with me because they had such a great experience because of that. Yeah. And I think that's very important for just travel advisors who are wherever you're at in your career. Like, yes, you might say like, Hey, I can book that for you, but what's going to get you further is when you're passionate about it. And you also have the knowledge to back it up because you can't manufacture that, right? Like a, you can't manufacture like your excitement or like, I know for me, I think it's probably Africa that if you start me talking, you won't stop me. (laughs) If you start me talking about it, you won't be able to stop me. And I will go back anytime somebody even like starts to mention that there's an opportunity, like there will never be enough times to go back and have those experiences. And I know that like, I'm on a consult call and this is the destination we're talking about. Like you're sold because I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a done deal. And I love that. I love that you had that, but also that it took your career and kind of skyrocketed it because that's it. Like there's nothing to argue about which I think is different. So for someone like myself, I might get clients who I just work with on a continuous basis, want to go to Mexico because that's where they're going for spring break, whatever. And I can do it, right? Like I am a far cry from an expert. I've been a couple of times, but I am probably like that person talking to them. It's just kind of like, I'll give you the basics. I'll ask my friends and colleagues what I should recommend but they're not going to get that passion from me in the way that they would get from you. So how do you, or did you explain that to clients, the difference, I guess, between other advisors could do and the value maybe that like you could bring to them? Were you able to kind of like tangibly explain that or did you even need to? Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think I needed to. I think that, like you said, if you have clients that are, you know, you're, have been your clients for a while and you're going to do all their travel, even if, even if it's to a place that you're not, you know, extremely passionate about or knowledgeable, because of course we can't be like, be that for every place in the world, yeah. then they're your clients no matter what. And it doesn't matter really. But when you're getting new clients and you're building your client base, yeah, you're going to get referred based on you know, being a specialist and being passionate and everything like that. So that's kind of important. You know, you're the people that you're booking Africa for, they know you're passionate and they will hopefully refer other people who are interested in that destination to you. And that's sort of what happened for me. Um, I had clients until almost the end going everywhere, but majority of my client base was doing the all-inclusive thing. And that's pretty much all they were doing you know, once mm-hmm. or twice a year with their families, because that's just what the referrals were coming in as because of my passion. And your ability to kind of just continue to increase your knowledge was coming through fam trips. Were you like doing your, like, when did you kind of start to be like, okay, now I'm, because you moved there eight years ago, but like, how did that kind of like come to be where you're just like, okay, first, maybe I'm escaping Canadian winters. And now I think maybe I'm going to look for some real estate here and park myself for a bit. (laughs) Well, did you start to kind of, was that like an intentional thing or you just kind of like one, one vacation just kept going? 
didn't stop. No. You know, when I first came, my first trip, uh, like I said, that changed my whole life many ways. I, I did think, wow, I want to live here. But at that point, it was just not happening. I was really young and not ready to move to another country. And so whenever I would come to Mexico, I really sad to leave, which I think everybody is. I think mm-hmm. no matter who you are on yeah. vacation, you're probably really sad to leave. I think I was more sad than the average person and really always felt like home to me. Like it felt so peaceful and just like a really good feeling. I can't really explain it, but just like a peace, you know, I was at peace here. And, uh, when I had the, I was, you know, in living in Toronto for my whole life and I was married. And when that ended and I thought, I don't have to be here anymore, you know, mm-hmm. I'm out of here essentially. So I did yeah. move to Miami for about four months, just as like a test period to see how I would be outside of Canada. I'd never lived really yeah, far yeah. from home. I, you know, I went to university a few hours drive, but nothing like crazy. And, and I was comfortable in Miami. So I, I lived there for a few months and then I, I just decided to move to Mexico and I didn't know anybody and I didn't know Spanish. And I literally just did it at a time when it was happening, but not like it is now. I mean, now there are, you know, a million digital nomads and especially since after yeah. COVID, but you know, these days so many expats live here and they did then too, but it was very different. There wasn't as many resources as there are now. There wasn't as many Facebook groups. Like now it's a piece of cake. But when I did it, it was definitely a learning curve. <laughs> you were a pioneer. Yeah, no, you were a pioneer for sure. <laughs> so what was it like? What? So you get there and obviously you already knew you loved Mexico as a place to visit and to vacation. And then did it have that same allure? Or, you know, like when you were like, oh, I'm living here, like I'm not actually getting on a plane to go back home. Were you was it all that you expected it to be? Obviously, I feel like yes, because you're still there. But like, was there anything that was really hard about it? Or I mean, obviously, maybe speaking the language, you know, when you just have to do like normal everyday life stuff probably was a little bit difficult. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember the beginning. To be honest, I did meet a friend about two weeks after I moved. We sort of we're together, you know, hanging out together all the time. And he knew a little bit more Spanish. So it was kind of like a crutch that I had throughout my time here. Um, Definitely, you know, there are things that are more difficult. And, And of course, living in Mexico is not the same as just going to a resort. And I always encourage people now, if you think you want to move to Mexico, don't just pack everything up and move like I did. I mean, it worked out for me, but, you know, rent a place for a few months here, a few months there, check out different areas, see what you want. That's not what I did kind of just went, went hard right away and brought, you know, most of my stuff and and rented long-term and, and all the things, you know, it worked out fine, but still, I mean, there is still that feeling, but really like resort that I first went to, which was El Dorado Royale and Casitas, like that was the first resort I went to. And that was the one that has, that gave me that feeling, that Mm. feeling still exists you know, and even now, eight years later, when I go out and I'm driving down the highway, I'm like, I can't believe I live here where all these people come to vacation and spend all this money. And I live in this place. Like, how cool is that? Like, I really don't take it for granted. No, as you should, because that, yeah, that's a gift and a blessing. So when was kind of like the, not the shift, but maybe, because I'm not sure how intentional you were with it, but like when you started to share your knowledge of the Riviera Maya, like you're gathering for years and years and years, all of this knowledge, all of this expertise, you visited all of these resorts, you now live there and can do so on a more consistent basis. 
was it kind of like an organic start? Meaning like, okay, I'm tired of answering these same questions in my DMs all the time. Like, let me just put the information out there. Or was this a direction you were like intentionally trying to grow into and there was just the right opportunity? So it was not intentional at all. I actually never thought I would do anything but be a travel advisor. It's been my only job in my life, you know, besides being a counselor at camp when I was 18 or whatever, (laughs) or sooner, (laughs) earlier than that. So I never envisioned doing anything else. I never thought I had skills to do anything else. And and I didn't. I mean, I've been learning as I go. But in 2020, when the world shut down, it shut down for Canadians for longer than most other people, (laughs) you know, Americans specifically. Yeah. So my business really was off the table for quite some time. And right when the resort started to open back up here, which was only about, they were only closed for like two to three months. I was going around and seeing all the changes, you know, the buffets that had the the shields and they had those little mats that you step onto. I don't know what those were for, but anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, there was a like lot they, of changes. Yeah, they put like medicine on your feet. I had never, I'm not sure what that was for either. <laughs> yeah, no, made no sense, but whatever. Um, whatever they think is working. Yeah. So, so I was going, you know, doing site inspections and learning about all the changes and taking notes and taking pictures. And then I was going and posting in like, four different, five different Facebook groups for travel agents, of which many people are in the same groups. And I'm like, this is probably really annoying. I'm just going to create own space (laughs) and post this stuff. And anyone that wants to come can come. Yeah. That time, you know, a lot of people were starting to have to sell Mexico because it was the only thing that was open and the only thing with no restrictions. So agents that were selling Asia and Disney and Europe and anywhere else in the Caribbean, really, we're like, okay, now I have to sell Mexico, I have to sell the, you know, the Mexican Caribbean or whatever. And I have really no idea because it is, you know, people think it's easy. It's Cancun. Everyone goes there. It's so popular, but there's over 217 hotels and that's not including Tulum. That's not including Isla Mujeres and Cozumel and Holbosch. And those are like major or the bigger hotels. Like there's so many, there's upwards of probably 400 hotels in this destination. And each one is different and each beach is different and each area is different. There's a lot to know if you don't know, you know, much. And so that's when I decided to, I realized there was a need to educate and help educate the travel advisor community on everything. And so I started sharing more information in my Facebook group. And then the next year in 2021, I started doing paid classes for the agents to educate them on the destination. That's brilliant. And what a good use of taking lemons and making lemonade because mm-hmm. that was like, gosh, I mean, the struggle. And you're right, because Canada and Canadians specifically like couldn't travel for much longer. And then it was kind of like the blessing that you could give knowledge on the place that like most the most people could actually get to. And because yeah. Yeah. I remember, yeah, it's like send me wherever is open, send me there. <laughs> And that was kind of like people's requests, so which is really great. And then you kind of took that and was like, okay, well, I have this information. People want this information. Let me kind of aggregate it all, put it in this Facebook group so I can share it with like the people who care. And then they just kind of came in droves because as of now, and I think I looked the other day, like your Facebook group itself is over 20,000 members, which is bananas because I don't even know how many travel advisors exist, but the fact that over 20,000 of them have found their way to your page and find value there is so incredible. And the idea that like you've attracted that many people and that you've built this thing that is so successful because it is the most active and engaged Facebook page. Like 
that I know of for travel advisors. So how did that grow from like just this idea in 2020 of like, let me just put it in a Facebook page to like where it is now? What's that growth been like? And how the heck do you manage it? Because it's a lot. (laughs) Great question. So I think what sparked the growth was in the fall of 2020, we had three hurricanes here and we don't often get hurricanes. And Mm. at least two of them were pretty bad. And so, and I, I can't remember exactly, but at least one, if not two, people had to evacuate from their resorts if they didn't have a hurricane shelter. And there was agents that had clients here and agents that couldn't contact their clients. And so there was a lot of bonding during that time and a lot of helping agents, helping other agents, people who were at the resorts, connecting with their clients and things like that. And that really brought a lot of people in and a really great sense of community at that mm-hmm. time. And it's grown steadily since then. Honestly, like I think I sort because I don't accept everyone to the group. I'm a little bit strict with who I accept. And I get a lot of requests from people who aren't travel agents or who say they are, but questionable. And I probably get like 100 to 150 requests every week. So it is wow. still grow. And every time someone, I'm like, how how are there still more travel agents out there? Like, where, where have you like since the beginning of this group? You know, why are you just coming to it now? Of course, there's a lot of new agents as well. Managing it is extremely difficult. I manage it completely by myself um, because I run it really strictly. I have created another reason why it's grown is because I create tons of resources for the agents. I keep them all in the Mm -hmm. featured section. So we have like top 10 lists that you can use to start your research if you're brand new or you're not comfortable with a certain topic. We have a Google document with like 17 sheets of information. And every day I post something that provides value or some sort of information. Every, every morning I get emails from all the main travel publications and I scour them for anything to do with the Mexican Caribbean. And I share it in there. I spend my days and weeks doing site inspections and tours and excursions and share the information. So I'm constantly adding value and adding things to the group to help advisors. And I think that's why people join. It's not just like people talking about their own experiences or asking questions. I'm also every day, like guiding the conversation and providing valuable resources to help them. Yeah. And that you're right. That is such a huge difference and differentiator because it's nice to just be able to know like where you can go. And, you know, Facebook groups are it for a lot of us. Like I have a question about this and, you know, here's my peers and here's my colleagues. I'll just ask it there and see the feedback I get. And that's one part of the benefit of a Facebook group, but also to have that other element of like curated resources, information, like, and I see you say this all the time, like, and I love it. I love you for it, but like fools, like, information is here. Don't ask a dumb question when you can just search and look for it yourself. Because I'm like, yeah, let's use our brains. Yeah. Because there is so much information there. And that's even for somebody like myself, when I, I remember when I joined, it was just kind of like, like I said, I'm not an expert in this area and I'm not even getting a ton of requests. But even if I want to be like, what have people said about this one resort that I'm about to recommend, you know, and I haven't even been there myself. And, you know, I know the client and whatever, and let me just, just read. All of the posts that have been in there, even probably your own like detailed, detailed, detailed rundown and all the photos and everything like there is not a time where I had like put something in the search bar and hadn't gotten back so much information. So like not only the conversations, but everything you specifically do to like pour in, pour in, pour in, in essentially for, for free, all of that you give for free. And so that's kind of like taking me to my next question, because then obviously you had the 
the paid, I guess, master classes or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then when did Mexperts become a thing to where like now this is a membership for the people that want to go deeper? And I guess kind of like what was the gap or the problem you were seeing? And you're like, okay, like y'all need this and I'm going to create this for you. Where did that happen? Another great question. In 2022, I was running the Facebook group and creating these resources. And I thought to myself, I have so many more resources I want to create, but they mm-hmm. all take time. And I don't have, I'm still, you know, travel's coming back. I'm booking travel a little bit, plus running this group, plus doing the classes, plus, plus, plus. I can't do everything and I can't do it for yes. free. And I sort of decided at the same time or around the same time, okay, I have to pick a path. I can't book travel and help advisors at the same time because someone's not getting my full attention and it's not fair. And that's when I decided to go without helping advisors versus clients. And so I decided to stop booking travel. And that's when I decided to create Mexperts as well and put in all those resources that I wanted to create that I know will help people learn about, promote, and sell the Mexican Caribbean easier because it's, like I said, there's a million resorts, there's a thousand trillion excursions and tours and, you know, transfer companies. And there's just so much of everything and it's hard to know where to turn. And I just feel felt like I had the resources, something together that can demystify it in a sense. Yeah. And so that was incredible. And I love, so I just, this is a curious question because like kind of what helps you make the decision that you were okay to pivot? You were okay to give up like, hey, like I have a great career. I'm really great at it. I'm successful. It's not like it wasn't working out for you or travel wasn't coming back. But now I've found this thing that I'm also passionate about and I'm also really great at. And I have to make a choice, which seems kind of like a hard choice, but I also feel like I can definitely see the benefits of the choice you made. But I kind of want to just know, like, for you, how how hard was that decision and kind of like was the deciding factor? And I mean, I think you're happy with it, but just kind of like, how did you make such a hard decision? Yeah, it was so hard for a long time. Now I'm over it, but it was really hard because my identity was being a travel agent. Like I didn't know how to be anything else, how to say I'm anything else. It was really, really challenging to sort of take that step. And I didn't, I did it slowly. So I told my clients that I'm on a sabbatical or I'm on a leave of absence. So I never, even to this day, I never really said like, I'm no longer a travel agent. It kind of just faded away over time. Referred them all to my colleague. And so she's, you know, taking care of all my clients and, you know, a few of them have, have asked me, you know, recently, are you coming back? And I'm like, Oh, I don't think so. I'm doing something else in the industry now, but I never really officially said like, okay, you know, shop is closed. I'm not doing this anymore. It was was a slow transition. Like I'm just on a leave of absence. I'll see, I'll see. And I was telling them that, and I was telling myself that, you know, and, and that's kind of how it went for a while until, uh, maybe early last year, or mid last year, I can't remember exactly when, where I was comfortable, like, okay, you know, I'm really not doing that anymore. And I don't really know the main deciding factor, but one big thing, I think I'm more passionate about picking one thing to specialize in. And I know you can do that as a travel advisor. It's harder if you're just specializing in like one area, because what if something happens and, you know, but mm-hmm. I love that I only have to talk and know about one thing. I mean, one thing, there's a million things here, but one area. Right. You're and going deep. Biggest thing. 
Yeah. The biggest thing though, is that there's no emergencies. Any emergency is something I make for myself, you know? Yes. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, you don't have 2 a.m. phone calls because a flight was canceled. Like that you're like, no, not my problem. (laughs) Exactly. So nothing for that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a beautiful thing because that's like, you know, I probably, so many of us can be like one thing that drives me crazy. And that like, I know when my phone rings and it's like that client who I know is supposed to be traveling that day. Gosh. Ugh. So that's a beautiful thing. Also, I would say it probably, because I feel like what you're doing now is very entrepreneurial as well. Like you're kind of building a business and figuring out how to make it profitable and figuring out how to add value and figuring out what that value is worth. And what you should charge for it and how you want to grow it and all those things that are not associated with the same types of skills that we grow in our travel business learning. And so that's even a whole skill set in and of itself. Like, yeah, I know how to do this and I'm good at it, but also I need to like make it a business and create a living for myself. And that's a whole other thing, right? Which is something you had to learn. I I struggle with that every day because, and I always say, like, I don't know what I'm doing. And it's like miracle, you know, in a sense that I've gotten this far because I'm not, I mean, I am an entrepreneur, but I don't have like the skill set, I guess, that some do have when going into it because all I know how to do, all I've ever done is is just book travel, you know? So it is a really big learning curve. Almost everything I do is difficult because it's something I haven't done before but keeps it interesting, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's funny because I'm kind of the opposite. I'm just like, I don't even care what the business is about. Just like, let it be business and I'll figure it out. Like, that's what excites me. I'm like, I'm, I'm such a mediocre traveler, but I'm not, but I like, sometimes I tell like, I look at other people, I'm like, y'all are so much better at this, but I'm making a good amount of money. So I'm okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> so for experts, which I think is fabulous. And I, and I, from what I know of it and what you give them, I'm like, girl, triple your price. But that's just me, again, being all yeah. about the business. But what how do you, like, what type of person is Mexperts good for and right for? And what, how do they grow once they're part of a membership like that, where they get the access literally to your brain and all of the things that you know? And how does that help them, like, be better at what they do? So I think, honestly, it's for everyone. And I have brand new advisors and I have advisors who mm. have been in the industry for 30 years. And some of them you know, specialize in Mexico and some of them don't. But I think that me personally, I'm still learning new things all the time. So no one knows everything. There's always something mm-hmm. more to learn. And we do things in experts that even if you're an expert, you might not know this. You probably don't, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Or you don't have time to create this resource. Or like, for example, we just did a class and this class is for sale separately, but it was free from experts on all the non-all-inclusive hotels in the destination. And we spoke about Mm. almost 80 hotels. And a lot of agents, even if they're experts in the Riviera Maya or this part of Mexico, they don't know the non-all-inclusive hotels. They know the all-inclusive ones because that's what most people book. But there are reasons and there is value to knowing these other hotels. They might fit someone. You might have a client in mind that you could promote it to. Or if someone comes to you, you're not going to feel like completely, you know, a fish out of water because you have done this class. You have the ideas. So things like that. We do something called the Mexperts Experts Series, where every month we do it, usually twice, where we pick a specific hotel. This month we did like 
this earlier this week, we did Secrets Mokshe, and we're also doing Hyatt Ziba Cancun on the 30th. And I get experts, agent experts in that hotel, and we go through a panel of questions that you're not going to find anywhere else. I mean, the resort's not going to tell you what their downfalls are and who their competitors are and you know mm-hmm. how they measure up against it and who you shouldn't send there and things like that. And we get all this, these insider tips and tricks and what their favorite dishes are and things that they tell their clients. And then we create this like perfect day itinerary with must do, must eat, must drink and quick tips for all of these that agents can then share with their clients. And you know, even the most experienced advisors, they only are here so many times a year. Most of them, unfortunately, right. don't do excursions. So I try and do as many sites as possible. I try and do every tour and excursion. And part Nobody of the does as many sites as you. I am convinced <laughs> that you are the most site inspecting person <laughs> for a good reason, but I, just, I feel like that's yeah. true. But go sure. I hope so. <laughs> Part of the membership is access to a Google Drive with all of my photos and videos of every Mm -hmm. hotel, every excursion, every tour, and they can use this for their social media or for their advertising, for their website, if they want to share with a client, if they, you know, my new thing is taking room tour videos of every room category at every resort so that they can know what does it actually look like and they can send to their clients or they can make a reel. I've had agents make a reel out of my room tour videos and get bookings just like that. So those are just like a few of the small things, but there's just so much value that it's, it's kind of bananas. And I do, I am considering raising the price going to be our two year anniversary in May. And I am considering raising the price because we just keep adding content. Like we just added in October, a social media calendar for every single day of the year. So like every day of the week, there's a post and a caption. That's Monday. Just for that. Like, I feel like just for that, you could charge what you charge for your entire membership, to be honest. I mean, like the value is like a no brainer. So you're right. You could be wanting to be an expert just in the Riviera Maya, or you could just know that this is going to be part of what you book for your clients and to be able to be as valuable of a resource to them as possible. You're part of this membership and what you get out of it is going to make a difference in how you sell and also experience your clients have because you're matching them so much better than what you would do by just saying, hi, you know, whoever your tour operator of choice is, like, I've got a family of four and they want to spend this much. And then you get two options and you pick the best one. But there's just so much a better way you can do that. And I'm certain that like, you know, people like the value probably blows their mind. Uh, I'm curious, just kind of like, because you have a front row seat to the people that are in your membership and the people who really like dedicate the time to becoming more of an expert, like how that does play out. And I guess the success of, of having that information and and prioritizing being an expert, whether it's overall in their business or just for like this part of their business, like what kind of success they see with that. Yeah. So I have tons of testimonials, but an agent just posted in my Facebook group this week saying that I can't remember the exact details, but something about how last year she had nobody going to Mexico over spring break. And then this year she like 70% of her clients are all thanks to Mexperts. And it gives the agents, makes them more comfortable. It makes them feel more comfortable. They have more information at their fingertips than they ever had before. And listening to all these webinars, they, they just feel so much more confident with selling it and promoting it. And they have the tools to promote it. And you mentioned not only in their Mexico business, and that's a good point because we do have webinars every month that are not specifically 
related to Mexico. So they might be like systems for TAs with ADHD. We might have groups and weddings. We might have a reels tutorial. We might have, you know, CRM system or all different things that are just general webinars to help your business. Of course, most of them do focus on Mexico. Yesterday, actually, I did a webinar about qualifying your clients for Mexico in terms of resorts and excursions. So like back to basics, but stuff that even if you're an expert and people who were on the call were experts, everyone said that they learned something that they hadn't thought of that they should maybe ask their clients. So no matter how much we know about a place, I'm always learning. And so I know everyone else is as well. And, you know, there's always something to pick up and it will help not only their Mexico business, but in general, their business. Like we also had one, the art of upselling. That was a really, really amazing panel that we had. So we have tons of, of these types of things all the time. I mean, the webinar content in Mexperts is crazy and that's just like one part of it. I can't imagine. And and it's just like the importance of investing in yourself and in your business that should be a continuous thing because it's like you said, there's so much out there to learn and you always should be learning and going to the places where like there's so much information just right at your fingertips is kind of a no brainer. And so that's why I love that you bring that. So here's a question because it came out of a discussion that we actually had in the Advisor Accelerator and it's a newer agent and she's she's just starting. And I think her focus right now is more like Mexico Caribbean. And she was like, ah, oh, I don't know if like what I'm what I'm choosing to focus on is right. Like it seems like so many of you guys, because obviously like like attracts like, and what I do is mostly like Europe FITs and all those trips that take a bajillion hours because you're making daily itineraries with 50 little things. And she's like, those things, that type of travel seems a I don't know if she was trying to say like more valuable or whatever, like, but I'm like, okay, stop. Because like, if you look at travel advisors who choose to go down the path I do, which is fine, there's a room for all of us. But like, what I have to do to bring one trip to life, and with the hours I have to put in to put one trip to life, I'm an expert in like, being able to do that well at this point. But there's a lot of value in not feeling like you have to do that type of travel to bring value to customers or bring value to your clients. And so just tell me, because it's actually, you know, obviously I only know what I do, but kind of explain for people who are wanting to learn how to maybe better, I don't know, better say it, like the value is you can bring when you do specialize that type of travel all inclusives, Mexico, which there's so much to know about, but like, how do you explain the value to your clients? Well, I think part of the value is the same as, you know, in general, working with a travel advisor, like having someone in your corner and, you know, if there's any problems or anything like that. But in this destination alone, like I said, there's over 200, around 200 all-inclusive resorts, never mind all the rest of the hotels. And they're all five-star, quote unquote, five-star, you know? And so- being able to sort of sort that down and and we've, we've spoken about this a little bit but match people with the correct resort for them is hugely valuable and something that people yeah. can maybe they can do it on their own but they're going to have a lot more trouble especially because when you have the experience and you have other people to bounce ideas off of who understand the yeah. industry you're on the right path but you know we've all seen in like consumer Facebook groups or our neighborhood Facebook groups, people asking for a resort, you know, the best resort in Mexico and and people throw out like the three-star resort that they went to because that's all they know. That doesn't mean it's the best. It doesn't doesn't mean it's the best for them, you know? And so really knowing 
the resorts and having a place like my group or like my membership where you can like distill the information down and get ideas from trusted people who have been there and done it and who have, who know better, you know, is hugely yeah. valuable for clients and for agents and clients. And I think even, you know, there's nothing wrong with someone starting out telling their clients that, you know, I've maybe never been there, but I'm in a group with 20,900 other agents. And this is the consensus. These are the top 10 mm-hmm. according to them. And this is why I think I'd match you with that specific resort. So, you know, obviously what you're doing and building itineraries takes a lot more time and is way more involved than booking an all-inclusive, but there's still a huge value in picking the right resort. I mean, they're in one place for four days, five days a week. You want to make sure it's it's the right one, you know, and because there's yeah. so much choice, distilling that down and making sure it's, you know, matching with the perfect fit is, is huge. Yeah. And I think about, I kind of think of it this way is because like, yes, there are clients that do both types of travel and that's great, but whatever type of travel that our clients are going on at the end of the day, we want them to have a fabulous time. And whether that's planning out their two week trip to Italy or their week vacation at the beach, like at the end of it, did they have the best time they could have? And did you play a part in that? Like, that's the win, right? Because yep. we want them to just enjoy themselves and feel like, wow, like this is what we were hoping for. This is what we needed. And you delivered by what you did to bring this to life. Like we got what we needed out of it. And so if your clients are the people who are going to Mexico and going to the Caribbean and you're able to provide that to them, you're winning. And if they're going to Africa and they call me, hopefully they're winning. So it's like we exactly. all win when our clients are happy. So that's really 100%. great. Um, this is my last question for you, I think. How many bathing suits do you have? Oh my gosh. I don't know, but not enough. That is the truth. I, definitely- it's so important. Like, okay, number one, you trap, you are at resorts nonstop, which is great because like you said, you're learning about them, but I'm like, gosh, every time I go to a beach vacation, I feel like I need more bathing suits. So I'm just like, so impressed with the number of bathing suits that you must have in your arsenal because it seems like a lot. I feel the same though. I feel like I always need new ones because I do go to a lot and and travel and take pictures. I really feel like I don't have enough and I always need new ones, but I've weird thing about me as I've never shopped online. I've never bought anything online. Really? Ever. I've never bought anything on Amazon in my life. Yeah. Except Kindle books. Except Kindle books. That counts. Uh, Which I read 155 last year. So that's what I spend my money on. But so it's a little bit challenging for me to get good bathing suits because I don't shop online and we only have so many stores here. So it's a struggle. The struggle is real for that. (laughs) <laughs> but whatever the number that I have is, it's not enough and I need new ones. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, it makes me feel a little better. Cause I'm like, man, her bathing suit game must be on point, but we all could use more. Okay. Thank you so much for having this conversation with me. I think that what I've gained from it just myself is there's no advisor who can't benefit from going deeper, whatever they do. Like there's not a ceiling to how much you know and how much you can know. And the benefit of finding resources and groups that help you grow means that you're better at what you do. But the bigger win is provide more value to your clients. And that makes you more valuable as a travel advisor, being able to be referred more, being able to grow your business in a way that really speaks to what you're able to provide for them. So I think what you do with the Resorts of Riviera Maya Facebook page and with the Mexperts membership is hugely valuable, hugely needed in our industry. 
And I hope that not only that you see the value that you're bringing, but that like you, you, you raise your prices accordingly. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Noted. (laughs) Yes. I agree with all that. Come to me when you need the pep talk because I'm all for that. But no, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, sharing your brilliance, but also everything that you do for our industry because you made the choice to serve your your peers and to kind of provide them with the value that you knew that you had that they could they could learn from and be better at their job. And that's a really cool thing. So thank you for doing that. And thank you for everything that you just put out in the world. It's really, really great. Thank you for your kind words and thank you for having me. Yeah, I appreciate it. Talk to you later.